You're listening to At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. And welcome in to this episode of At The Mic. I'm your host, Keith Malinak. Last week, we started our conversation with Brad Staggs from Mojo Five O, And if you haven't had a chance to check that out, please feel free to do so. This week, we get into what led Brad to Dallas, Texas, where he's lived in recent years. And we discuss his memorable run-ins with power tools, his UFO hunting, and being locked out of a hotel room while standing naked in the hallway. Yes, this is part two of my conversation with Brad Staggs on At The Mic. So, you've gotten me to, what, DIY? DIY, so I hosted the Home Repair and Remodeling show, and then we did... Three, we produced three of the five original shows they had on DIY. So I was a, um, I was either a producer or I did um, uh, some video segments on those other uh, three shows that we did at Reed Land Productions. And there was another show called Decorating and Design, hosted by Nancy Golden. Um, Nancy Golden's son is, um, uh, I'm having a Joe Biden moment. Sorry, uh, her son Nate Burkus. Nate Burkus had his own line of stuff at the, like Target and uh, back in the tsunami of 04. Was it uh, Thailand? Remember that tsunami? I just remember the town had a funny name. Oh, yes. What was it? Phuket. Yeah, Phuket. Yes. Yeah. And that yeah. was where he was there with his boyfriend and his boyfriend, remember, got washed away. Oh, no. Never found him. No. He did stuff. Yeah. Did stuff. With, and the weird thing was the uh, the the initial tidal wave comes in the and they, they survived it. It was when the, the wave went back out. Yep. Yeah, they let their guard down. He he was gone. Oh. But anyway, that was uh, Nancy Golden was is uh, is his mom and uh, sweetheart of a woman. And um, I did a, a couple of segments on her show too. So I was actually part of all five of the original shows on DIY. Okay, and uh, that was pretty exciting. And I thought I'd found a home. Oh yeah, How long I did you thought do that? I had found a home. Yeah. I was with the IOF several years, and uh, you know, see the thing about television is is it's so secure. And once you find a place that right. you can call home, you never have to worry about them um, not renewing your contract or you know not mm. being fair to you, any of that. Not none of that ever happens no. in this business, right? And so I, you know, I found I thought I found him, and, and I didn't. Then I went on to become the uh, spokesperson for the um, Southern Pine Awareness Network, and then we called uh, started a little website called Tool School. It's Tool School with a K. Are you still in Nashville and all this? Yep. Okay. Still in Nashville, and um, the uh, it's a tool review site. It's still we just resurrected it recently, so it's uh, back. And it's, what is the website again? Toolschool.com. Tool School with a K. Oh. Because we went to public school. That's true. Okay. See? I get it. You see how you'll always remember that now. T-O-O-L-S-K-O-O-L.com. And yeah. I forgot to ask you earlier, I uh, to give you the opportunity, give us where people can find you on social media and all the Mojo stuff as well. At Real Brad Stags on, uh, on social, uh, on, the, uh, the, on the Twitters. There's a couple of Brad Stags on uh, Facebook. I'm the better looking one. Uh, oh, we'll, uh, we'll totally be able to find that. Yeah, one. exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's very easy. I think it's actually on my Twitter bio. It's, it's all. I think real Brad Stags is most of them. Okay. And then uh, toolschool.com, and of course, there's Mojo. Mojo50.com is our radio platform uh, that we um, you know we continue to uh, to flog. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to get into the details around that. But right now we're at DIY, mm -hmm. and then from there, what happened? Let's see. From DIY, it was a Southern Pine Awareness. Then we started doing some uh, corporate videos for uh, uh, Milwaukee Tool, mm. Huber, Engineered Woods. Okay. And they did a lot of these called sawdust seminars around the country. Um, and it was where 
builders would go and you'd learn how to do different building techniques. So I, you know, building has been well, kind you, of in my blood. Right. You've done a lot with your hands as far as woodworking and power tools. Mm -hmm. and You can and, tell by the fingers. Well, that's what there. I was going to ask you. What, what are some of the biggest injuries you ever suffered at the hands of power tools? Well, my little, my left little finger is about uh, maybe, what, three sixteenths of an inch shorter than my right little finger. I see that. Um, that was the same uh, accident uh, with the power, excuse me, that was the same uh, experience with the uh, table saw. Experience. That uh, kind of took a little oh, chunk this out of is his a good, finger. This is a good point in the show here right. where I take a picture. And uh, and so why don't I take a picture with your uh, pinkies there um, so we can see. How's that? Does that well, look we'll good stop. if I... Yeah, don't block your face with your well, pinkies. Well, I'm trying to block no, my face with my no, fingers. You pull them down a little bit. There we go. Pull my what down? Yeah, there we go. Pull my fingers down? Smile. It, here's it. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, okay. Uh, Again, you're telling me that this device in my hand I, right? it makes phone calls. I know. It's weird, <laughs> but it uh, it's strange. And, well, it's a, it's a look-up thingy, too. It's a look-up thingy. It's a look-up thingy. It's a camera. Right. Yeah, they got to come up with a better... And it's a, uh, it's a cash hog. And it's it a cash hog. It will also suck the money right out of your wallet. Right out your wallet. Um, and ruin your reputation if you're not careful. Yeah. So, injure your pinkies are oh, shorter. Oh, yeah. The two pinkies and... are the... Um, let's see. The, what I do to this? Oh, I drove a... Um, the tip of a uh, screwdriver, screw gun, right through the my left ring finger, oh. and that was fun. You know when you when you're pushing so hard on the screw with the tip of the of the screw gun and it slips off and it buried the uh, buried the tip of that driver right there in that finger mm. and. Uh, you, that felt you, so good. Do you remember the moments after these traumatic injuries in getting to medical attention? Well, that one didn't require any medical okay. attention good. because I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Not gonna go in and the the the, the finger. Uh, I'm a man. Yeah, exactly. I don't need that part of my well, finger. I, I once cut my leg with a uh, brick tie. It was on a a wall sticking out. Brick tie is a little piece of metal, and they're very sharp, as evidenced by I just walked by it, it sliced my leg open, and I didn't realize it until I felt my sock was wet. Oh my no! And uh, so yeah, it was uh, it, it was pretty sliced open. So I had uh, at the time oh. I told Beth I said just go grab some duct tape. She's like, we well, need to go to the emergency. No, just get some duct tape. So I just taped it together. <laughs> I mean, that's all you really need is duct tape. Um, that's true. But uh, let's see. The, I did go for the uh, the pinky, and um, I had to. Go, I ended up going to Vanderbilt uh, Hospital, and they. I remember they gave me morphine for the pain because mm. they had to take the fingernail off. Oh. And the X-ray, you could see the little uh, kerf uh, in the in the bone. Oh. You could see where right where the blade comes through. So they had to go in there with a pair of. Uh, no dykes and go snip and they snipped off the uh, the bone the end of the bone mm -hmm. and the fingernail actually grew back but it was uh pretty cool and the, and morphine they give you morphine then they give you something to fight the nausea and i think it's the medication that they give you to fight the nausea that makes you hallucinate uh, which is really weird i haven't in all my injuries i've never gotten the hallucination drug just go cut your uh, finger on a table saw well, and I, that'll get I, it for I, you i tried to slice three fingers off in the dumbest way possible with hedge trimmers. I remember the um, the doctor saying, you know, they're going to give you shots in between the fingers there, numb the right. pain. Num, num, and, num. And, and I told him, and I said, okay, but, but you, they're not going to do that until right before you come in here and start sewing it up, sewing these fingers up, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll be fine. I said, I'm serious, man. It's going to wear off. Every time I go to the dentist, for example, right. I get the Novocaine. And it's like, they have to give me triplicate of what they give normal people right it's so ridiculous so sure enough the most painful part of the journey was the needles in between the webbings of my fingers that right. day he comes in there after taking forever and i can feel the stitching <gasps> happening and i'm like doctor um 
calmly. I'm going to need more of whatever you just shot in between my fingers. Oh, really? You could feel that? And I'm like, yeah, this is why I said, please get ready to do this. He's like, well, I've already started this one. I'm just going. So he had to keep sewing uh, that one before he decided to wait and have him put the stuff in. My, My point is, I don't have cool stories. I do stupid stuff. I mean... Do you, I mean, it sounds like at least you were being productive and building things. Uh, I was, ironically, Except I was... Except for walking by. That one wasn't I was, so good. Well, yeah, exactly. But the, the when I cut my fingers real bad in the table saw the first time, I was um, actually building props for a, um, a video series that I was doing the next week on tool safety. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait, did you have the visual aid of a bandaged finger? I did. That's what I learned. <laughs> I actually, I, I, uh, there's two fingers on my left hand, one finger on my right hand. So I learned, uh, at that time I, I had bandages when I was doing the, uh, all the segments. <laughs> I, so I learned at that time to point with my little finger on my right hand oh, no. and my first two fingers on my left hand. So I just, the whole time I was pointing like this and, and I was able to hide them the whole time. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, okay. it was fun. That was a good time. And so after you did the, those videos, then what was the next step in your uh, broadcasting career? Uh, let's see. What did I do after that? Now, were you ever um, a grocery bagger like during oh, yeah. this time? Well, no. I was back in the day. Back in the day. Back when <laughs> I... We skipped that one. After I worked at uh, the yogurt machine, my uh, again, across the street was Gemco, mm-hmm. which I realized because Gemco is such a cool store. Hmm. I mean, it was really cool. That's a West Coast thing. Then, huh? No, no. Here, it, uh, they sold them it. off. To, well, you probably have because they sold them off in like the late... Somewhere in the 90s, I think, maybe late 80s, whatever it was. Uh, but they sold them to Dayton Hudson and they became Targets. Ta-da! So, so I, now, hang on a Target. second, because there was a, a department store. I don't know. I, I thought I thought uh, Richway or Ridgeway or something growing up became Target. Well, they may, but, may, they may have. Dayton Hudson may have bought those, too, and turned them into Targets, wow. too. Okay. But Gemco was, I mean, they took the same concept because Gemco sold everything the Target does today. Huh. Uh, including groceries, and uh, so it was pretty neat. But I I was a bagger at uh, Gemco, and it was I was part of the uh, grocery baggers, uh, or the grocers union. I've been a part of two unions, neither one of which have done me crap for good. Mm. Um, not even health insurance. Uh, so yeah, I was making like, gosh, what is it, ten, twelve bucks an hour? Just uh, throw, and I can still I can still bag some mean groceries. Did you go on to be an NFL Super Bowl winning quarterback and a Hall of Famer? Uh, yes, I, hear, I think I, I did. Hear that's the next I step in progression of I career. I may have arc. forgotten part of that, but I think I did. Okay. Yeah, okay. I could have been a running back. Uh-huh. Oh. I did. Uh, I did know. I, I did play um, youth football with Bruce Hill, who went. I think he played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Huh. A couple other big teams. So I've played with. Uh, some people who actually went on to be uh, fairly successful in the NFL. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've touched greatness. I have uh, brushed by greatness at uh, several points in my life. <laughs> Almost, uh, you know, the brass ring was right there. It's right, it was right so there. So right there. But unfortunately, my, my finger was about a quarter of an inch too short to grab it. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, you're right, by the way, about Bruce Hill, Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Ah! Good job. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Hill, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm sorry. I keep, uh, every time you're going down your broadcasting path, mm-hmm. I just keep, uh, and by the way, you did start off saying that this business, and I do I do agree that it is who you know. Yes. But if you're a jerk at anywhere <laughs> along the line to, what, Johnny Coast, or <laughs> or Mike Lundy, or Rachel right. Donahue, or right. Alan Reed, or right. any of the other names I wrote down, uh-huh. then your chain of progression 
gets broken because it because it, it then does become who you know, right? Well, then you just have to con certain other people. Yeah, certain yeah other you people. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah. You, because I've known people in this business who are real class A A's, and um, <laughs> they for whatever reason they always end up managing. They like they rise to the top of companies. <laughs> How does that work? Look, I don't know, I don't know, but I'm just saying that you made an impression on people. And so you used that. Please hire me. No, you used. Please. You were able to take that. You were that guy that begged, right? That yeah. adage of mm-hmm. it's who you know mm-hmm. and apply it successfully to uh, keep progressing. You're nice. I mean, right? it's, uh, you have to have a little bit of talent in there somewhere. So here is the moral of the story, yeah. boys and girls. Okay. If you're nice to people in this business, mm-hmm. then you keep finding places to work. Mm-hmm. If you're a jerk in this business, you manage those people. <laughs> yes. Right. That's it. Okay. That's yes, that's pretty much that's it in a nutshell. So we got there. Yes. Okay. Now after this, because now we're probably in the mid nineties or so, somewhere in there ish. I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I don't know. I think we've uh I'm sorry, we've gotta be in early two thousand. Yeah, that's what I meant I to say. So, yeah. I'm not good with math, man. No, I'm not either. You understand. Yeah. So after the uh, videos, uh, after you chopped off your fingers and stuff, now mm-hmm. how, how are we? Uh, we're still in Nashville. Yeah, uh, yeah, still in Nashville. That's about to see. That's the time that we started doing uh, tool school and started to do the. Um, you said do do. I did, didn't I? <laughs> uh, the early two thousand tens. Okay. Yeah. How do you, how do you describe that? That like you can say the aughts. I know. And then you do the teens. I guess. But, but but then when you when you apply it to something like this, well, that gets us into the teens. The, the, you know. Yeah. I don't. That just Sounds weird, right? I think the 2010 because it was back even in the 1910. Yeah, because it's like the early 1900s. So, what do you say? The 2010s? That just seems weird. Yeah, I know. You'd say the 19 teens, maybe you'd say it like that. The 20 teens. That's a long time ago. I mean, again, we're showing our math right. prowess here. Yeah. I, well, so, so around 20, around 1910. <laughs> I want to figure out another way to say this. Uh, if you come up with that slang term, I would imagine you'd earn a lot of money. Uh, probably. I, isn't creating yeah. slang terms, isn't that pretty uh, yeah. profitable? Yeah. I've heard. I've come up with some, but then I forget them. I know. Yeah. You know, I came up with Trump monkeys. Trump monkeys. Trump, Trump monkeys. Trump? It's uh, you've never heard of a trunk monkey. I have heard of a trunk. All right. The, monkey. So the trunk monkeys were the successful uh, successful uh, uh, commercial series out in L.A. Uh, but I one day was here and I came up with Trump monkeys and I went to buy the website and it was like it was available and uh, TrumpMonkeys.com. and uh, so uh, I for one thing led to I forgot it was in the card I didn't didn't know how to log in oh, whatever no I went back and it was like ten thousand dollars. It was like twenty bucks when I started. No, I know. You know what? That that's some that's some algorithm that saw that somebody yes. was interested yes. and said jack up the price. Yes. So when they come back, yes, that's oh. exactly what happened. So I could have ha- I could have been a contender. Um, <laughs> but so that's uh, uh, there's another brass ring. My finger was just a little too short to grab that one. Man, and, that's probably um, the one you chopped off. Yeah, right? could have mm-hmm. been. Um, so yeah, early 2010s. What ha- I think that was another uh, low point. Um, I worked in radio in Nashville for a while. This was back in the early 90s. WLAC. Uh, except you, you, for a couple that are right, W's. Right. You cross the Mississippi. It's a fun fact, right? Right. Radio. Yep. Most yep. are W's to east the of. east, which makes no sense. Right. Because to the west of the Mississippi, yeah. it's K's. Right. But and with a couple of exceptions. With some exceptions, right? Like yeah. WBAP in Dallas. Or, yeah. Um, KDKA Pittsburgh. KDKA Pittsburgh. Yep. So, yeah. I don't know what, uh, you know, they were drunk. Um, but I was, I was at WLAC when I first, uh, 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 after I left TNN, that's what it was. I did, uh, afternoons at WLAC, uh, met Haas Allen, who was a legend in broadcasting there. 
Uh, and he, Haas Allen had the um, uh, distinction of having kicked Elvis out of the studio one day. Oh, I like that story. Never going to be. Uh, uh, and Haas Allen had a voice started way out of here. And then he could, uh, Haas Allen. Why did he kick the king out of mm, the studio? I think the king was being annoying. He tried to drop off a uh, record, something or other. And they, uh, that happened all the time. And so he's a uh, get out get of Get out of here, studio. kid. You're, yeah. you're not going to be anything. Right. Yeah, get so out. It was, uh, you know, but what a great guy. Great guy. Sounds like it. You know, but the thing is, you never, uh, you never knew you were working with a legend until like years later. And you realize, wow. He really was. He was a, he was a legend. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that at some point in time, people are going to look back and, and look at you and go, wow, I worked with a, a legend. I'm guessing that that's uh, not an accurate comment. You don't know that. But you you know don't what? know that because oh, you'll I've be gotta, dead. I got to tell you, there's a guy I used to work with and his name is um, Brad Staggs. Right, right, and right. And right, he right. is mm-hmm. a legend. Yeah. I worked with mm-hmm. the, Bra- right. in fact, he's the real Brad Stagg, especially if you're on Twitter looking for him. Coyote McLeod is another one. I worked with Coyote McLeod in Nashville, and he was a, um, um, he's a radio legend. In radio circles, he's a legend. Was that his birth name, Coyote? I uh, think so, Uh, oddly enough. No, I don't, his, um, what was his real, anyway, Coyote McLeod, he, um, I watched him drink a fifth of vodka straight one night. I'm not impressed, but go ahead. It's, uh, man, it's like, man, why do you do that to yourself? Really? Is that bad? Uh, oh, oh. oh. And I guess he apparently did that a lot. Okay. Uh, I think he ended up dying of cirrhosis. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. See, I got a He's late start too. on alcohol, so I can drink uh, back fifth of vodka. I drank uh, two uh, bottles of Mad Dog 2020 once. Oh, wow. I woke up and all my clothes were wet. I think I fell in the pool again. <laughs> yeah, that's what we'll say. Good times. You fell in the pool. Good times. Uh, okay, so we're in the 20 teens. Mm-hmm. And uh, how, how are you ever getting to Dallas, man? Well, uh, it's funny because I worked in uh, the reason I brought up WLAC is because I worked with uh, uh, a woman who did traffic at uh, the radio station where I did afternoons, and her name was U Turn Laverne. Yes. Laverne Vivio. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember uh, she and her husband, Mark, uh, they had twins. The first kids they had were twins. And oh my gosh, those kids, huge. We're like giants. Oh, really? Well, her husband is, uh, I, I think Mark is 6'8", or he used to be before he had his uh, hip transplant. Wait a minute, she's tall too. Yes, I know. Oh, they're both, yeah, they're monster tall. That explains tall. why so their yes, kids are. Their kids are like, <laughs> yeah, huge. I remember when those kids were, were little and they would uh, take them to parties. It was like, oh, because they were little, those, they were little hellions. Those are the kids that, and Little League, they check, that's why we have to check uh, yeah, birth certificates. Yeah. Because I mean, uh, Laverne's huge. kids are playing in this league. So um, Laverne uh, and I uh, go way back, uh, way back to the early 90s. And it was, uh, now we jump back forward to the early 2010s. It was like 2012, 2013, somewhere in through there. And I get a call uh, one day and it, it had been a dry couple of years in Nashville because TV production had dried up there. So I was, uh, you know, working the streets uh wow. you know whatever i had to do to make did a you buck. Ma- did you make bank oh. uh, roaming the streets i you know you find a talent you stick with it that's true that's all that's true. um so i uh, was uh one day driving uh driving somewhere in my i don't know where i was driving i get the phone call laverne calls says hey uh what are you doing these days and i went oh <laughs> How much time you got? <laughs> oh, they're, they're, I'm working down in Dallas at uh, the Blaze, and uh, you know they're looking for somebody to do uh, commercials. They're having auditions. Can you come down? Sure. And so I said, yeah, I'll come down there. And so they flew me down, and I 
did a little audition. They they said you could pick one of the, the products that they had, and uh, all you had to do is talk about it for 90 seconds. I mean, really, what's the catch? Mm. <laughs> really, just got to stand up for 90, that's it? And I remember going into the audition and uh, standing there for 90 seconds, and uh, they said, do you want to tell a prompt, or you just want to, I just let me rattle off some stuff. And so for 90 seconds, I stood there, and I, I don't know, was, was it the Constitution game? It was one of those. And I remember just a uh, few key points. And really, I when you do this sort of thing, it's just, it's. I mean, really, it's just talking. How hard is talking? Uh, I, I mean. Uh, we've all met people along through our careers, though, that for whatever reason, they can't. They. Um, well, you just, you just asked the question, how hard is talking? And all I could come up with was, <laughs> I mean, so it's obviously harder than it's it looks. It's just talking. That's all you're doing is just talking. Just stringing words after one right after. But you know what I think it was? It was radio that gave me the practice because in radio, especially doing music radio, remember you had the old analog clocks? So you had those, you see the second hand going around. Yep. So you had a physical concept of time. Uh-huh. And I think, I really think that's a lot of what, because in digital clocks, you don't have that physical concept. You've got this number. It's a number, which yeah. is hard to put into a, a physical. But when you see that, okay, I've got that much, you know, I've got that much space until I, I you can see the progress the little sweeper hand is making. And it was uh, very difficult <clears throat> in elementary school and, you know, middle school, high school, growing up, uh, watching that clock on the wall. Right. Slow. Right. But you knew, but you gave you an idea. Okay, I've got, I've got that much space to fill. Mm-hmm. And so you just, uh, in radio, you just watch that uh, little hand. You keep talking. Okay, that hand's getting closer to the top of that. And as soon as it gets to the top, I need to stop talking now. Hmm. And I think that gave me my, my you know, a sense of timing. And, um, and you had a good audition here. And it did. Blitz. And they, uh, yeah. And, and uh, I mean, they were really uh, fast to call me back in about f- five weeks. <laughs> Which, like, that sounds about right. Yeah. So it was, uh, where well, I later learned it was kind of two to form. Um, <laughs> was, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but anyway, so they called me, they said, uh, you want the job? And I'm like, sure. Sure. I'll come down there. And it was, uh, truly, I mean, it was really, uh, the, the audience, amazing people, mm-hmm. amazing people Agreed. Uh, that, um, uh, would do anything for you. I, and I mean that seriously, it's really amazing how loyal, um, these people are. Yeah. And you know, you did so much there yeah, at I the did. blaze with the commercials, the commercials and taking and, care of the building, yeah. obviously with your background. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Doc Thompson and you had, had this a crush on his voice. Great idea to start up your own thing. Yeah. Um, which is known as Mojo Five O. Mojo Five O. Tell us about that and, well, and how you guys got that started. Because when did when did Doc? Because when did you first meet Doc? I guess is my question. I met Doc in for the first time in uh, 2013, 2012. Okay, right through there, and I had listened to him before because he had been on WLW, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, just and he'd fill in. I think he used to fill in on the weekends. They, they had a show called The Weekend. Yeah, yeah. I think Mike McConnell did it uh, a while. But I remember Doc just had that voice. Yes, he did. Just that. It was like a perfect radio voice. And I remember just, uh, I would listen to him and just fan, fabulous voice. I had a crush on his voice before I met him. And uh, he was just such a a smart guy. Yep. He was really smart and he gave a crap about people. Yeah. He really did. He really wanted, he wanted 
And it wasn't just an act. He really cared. I was just cared. about to say, uh, he was unique in that he was not only very talented in this business, but he was also a real person. Yeah. And he really cared. Yes. And that is the one thing that separates him from so many people mm-hmm. that I've worked with in this building is that he wanted genuinely to see other people around him succeed. Yeah. I mean, his goal literally when we, when, when uh, Mojo, there were about five of us that were uh, uh, the starters of Mojo Five-O, um, his goal was to provide a platform for other voices. I mean, we, we talked about this a lot. He wanted to be the, uh, the senior statesman who uh, could, you know, basically wanted to retire, be able to go sit down on a beach somewhere, drink a beer and call into a radio show <laughs> every now and then. <laughs> but he wanted to create the platform for other people to have these voices, which is the beauty of Mojo Five O because it is a platform um, that is a, um, it, it's, it leans libertarian. We don't tell people what their opinion has to be. On the platform, there are two rules, and you you can't take the Lord's name in vain, mm-hmm. and uh, you can't use the F word. Well, you can, but you'll end up paying 25 bucks to a charity. Oh, wow. I remember when Doc, we were on the air one morning doing something. He, <laughs> he, <laughs> I think we were sampling tequila because there was a local uh, number one tequila. <laughs> and it was, so he was telling a story about being in the audience at, at a car- either a Gallagher or a Carrot Top thing, and he uh, lets the F-bomb go. And I was I looked at him and I was like, hee, hee. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Children's hospitals funny, getting yeah. some money. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny, yeah. but uh, no, and that was the beauty of the uh, the the origin of Mojo Five O was to to create a platform uh, for other voices for uh, upcoming talent, and uh, it 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 has succeeded in that aspect. We still would like to make more money, but uh, wouldn't we always? Right, and you you host the morning show over there which is now. what 80 yeah yeah it used to be now you and doc. it's so much easier to be ed mcmahon right <laughs> dog that agreed. was agreed <laughs> dog that was funny agreed <laughs> yeah no i have to no uh, so eight o'clock to ten o'clock eastern time monday through friday right yep okay yeah, yeah, and that's mojo 50 and where can people find that other than mojo 50.com uh gosh you can get it on iheart um you can find it on youtube we have a channel uh, on youtube we have a facebook page where we've now got the uh, video uh, mm-hmm. we had it and then wasn't then we didn't have it now we have it again um and you can see i mean you really don't understand how exciting behind the scenes radio is until you watch it <laughs> it is uh, yeah i'll tell you That's it cool. is uh you think sausage being made is exciting yeah. This is, uh, this makes and, sausage and let, look boring. And let's point out that you and I fell in love with radio when we thought no one would be able to see right. us. Be in a little room by myself, right. just yammering away, and no one can see you, and now uh, they can see me. And now they can see you. Right. Now you got to put pants on. I know. Well, see, I'm behind the desk, so you really can't tell. Hold on. I'm going to check this out, y'all. Uh-huh. I'm going to, uh-huh. I'm afraid to look under this table right here. I would right be here. too if I were you. There's a, uh-huh, uh-huh. Shoot, the it's green the, light blinded they, uh, me, see? and uh, God saved me from right. having to yeah. experience that. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, there's a cat down there. Yeah, there is a cat down there. Is he sleeping? Yeah, he just he, that's where he spends most of the time when he's on, when the show's on. What a sweetheart. Yeah. Does he? Is he more partial to you or Beth? And tell us about Beth. 
Um, Beth is, uh, at one time she was uh, the senior producer of Glenn's television program. She's the, probably the best producer I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, and that's not just because, uh, I have to make her happy. Uh, it's true. She really, she's an incredible producer. One of the hardest workers that I've ever met. And I mean, she puts me to shame, but you knew her before. The I did. I've known, gosh, I've known her. I've known her for a long time, but she's, uh, she's an incredibly hard worker. And, um, uh, she, uh, really is kind of the, uh, uh, producer, at least the booker on the uh, morning show, uh, the Daily Mojo. So um, she just, I mean. Having worked alongside Beth, uh, I can say that she is uh, one of those few people that pays attention to every detail and doesn't yes. let things fall through the crack, which is. And she actually cares. So yes. Which makes me sick. Right. It's just, uh, she pays way too much attention. I mean, she works. She just uh, she puts me to shame. Now I'm not saying that you ever do have free time, but mm-hmm. in theory, if you did, if I did. What would you do with that free time? Hookers and blow first. That um, you can share with the podcast. Oh, uh, woodworking. If I'm not rehabbing old magic tricks, um, I am um, hiding. Yeah, Hi, I just hide good. in the workshop pretty much because then no one can find you, and uh, you know you don't have to worry about this human interaction. Right. You have a fridge out there. Uh, yes. Does it have beer? Yes, it does. Does you have a place to sit out there? Yes. And there's a backyard if you have to pee. I mean, I think- Or cut your hair. I think we're good here. Yeah. I don't don't need access to cut my hair. Oh, yeah. When you go out there, you you take the trimmers, just like I do, and you stand in the backyard. Oh, I see. Yeah. And you, I mean- Well, that would mean that you are able to grow it, is my point. Oh, I can't grow it either. so. So what is your favorite music to listen to? There's some good new music. The latest uh, is retro uh, uh, postmodern jukebox. Yeah, what is that, that stuff? What is it's that? They, they take like rock songs and AC songs and they do them in like a 20s version. No way. It's, have you not heard them? Not at all. Oh, postmodern jukebox is amazing. Oh, I'm looking into that. Uh, they yeah, it really is wild. I mean, they take songs by Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> and they'll do them in like a jazz style. It's really really cool stuff. Uh, plus, I like early uh, 80s uh, the Cars. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I car the whole punk uh, Devo, uh, that was a great era in music. You know, they don't make music like that anymore. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, we had uh, the uh, Ben Miller Orchestra, <laughs> no. and uh, oh, I, thought, I thought you were gonna do that voice and say we, we had Quiet Riot. <laughs> we had Quiet Riot back in the day, <laughs> and uh, that was that was music back then, Metallica. <laughs> oh, the Metallica when they did their little thing on Jimmy Fallon with the toy instruments. I'm not familiar with that Mr. either. Oh, they did. Uh, uh, what is my problem? What is it? Mr. Calling Sa- uh, Inner it? Sandman? Yes, Enter the Sandman. Sandman. As they do it with like, the toy piano and oh, everything. I got to find that. That <laughs> sounds good. It's really good. What's the last song you played on repeat? Um, I don't do repeat because yeah. my short attention span. But but on That's Mojo Five O, we do um, Earworm Wednesdays. Yeah. So we just I I choose songs that I like to uh, to kind of get into my ear. Um, the what was the last one that uh, really? St- oh, uh, gonna catch me riding dirty. Yeah, I mean, riding. It's a rap okay. song, but it's yeah. uh, it's uh, for whatever reason, it just uh, sticks in my head. Mm-hmm. Riding do dirty. Do you have any interesting uh, talents no. that you can talk about on no. the podcast? That I do this thing with my arm. I do this thing with my arm. Oh, little working. fart noises. Yeah, the arm. fart noises in my yeah. arm. Um, I can make my look. I I can stick my lip up on my upper teeth. Oh, that's good. I can do that. That's real good. I can do that. Come I can on. sound like a you know. I can uh, I can do, I can speak like the Queen of England. 
I, I can uh, talk like the Queen of oh, the Queen I mean, of England. You wouldn't know. I mean, uh, if you didn't look at me, you'd think you were talking to the Queen of England. That's right. I'm, I'm oh, closing my eyes. Yes. And, um, yes. Boy, he's I'm, knocking hello, it out of the park. I am the Queen. The Queen of hello. I'm the Queen of England. So, so, um, Your Majesty. Yes. Thank you. Thank um, you. Yes, you in the front row. Uh, well, you have a question. It seems like uh, your job is like kind of irrelevant. Is that? Uh, yes, I've thought that, for, but they continue to pay me, so I will continue to take the check. Okay. Uh, next question. Uh, okay. Uh, so, see, those are some of my talents, and oh, I can do a, I do a mean Jeffy. Uh, first of all, oh, that's good. That's, that's it. real good. So that's uh, I can do it him. And, uh, and that's uh, yeah. That's episode three. If you'd like right. to go back and hear uh, Jeffy, because uh, <laughs> uh, that was spot on. Uh. Um, okay. What is a? Oh my gosh! How do we top that? Don't ask this question. <laughs> go, go with your gut. No, my gut says this has been fun. Have a good. Uh, no, no. What is uh, something that uh, people don't know about you? <laughs> you wrote, "I don't like wearing pants," which is accurate. Which is why I refuse to look under the table. Thank goodness there was a green but the, light shining. But technically, though, people know that because I make no secret of what is something people don't know about me. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sh- I'm introverted. I, that's a funny thing. No, that's okay. true. No, I, it's, people it, it, in broadcasting are, yes. I am as well. Pat Gray is a perfect example of an introvert. Yeah. He's, re- I mean, he's all loud and audacious on the radio and you meet him and he's like, hey. So. <laughs> and that's on a talkative day. I just, I don't like parties. Yeah. I don't, because I'm not, I'm socially retarded. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've used that phrase to describe me many times. I really Absolutely. am. I, I just, I don't know how to do it. And I have a problem with loud noises. Hmm. I can't hear in a, in a party. There's so, there's so much noise and it may be a distraction thing, but I can't to the point where I'm talking to somebody, I can't understand what they're asking me, which distracts me from even trying to, to, to be in the conversation with them. And um, so I can't hear and it really is frustrating. And it, uh, then I get mad Yeah, <laughs> and I throw coffee mugs and uh, no, I, I it's game on. Yeah, exactly. And the, but I would say that's it. I'm I'm actually uh, an introvert. There's something to be said for that because so many indie. people in this business are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. really weird. It's it a weird. weird. You wouldn't believe. It's it a sounds psychological like a, profile there. I'd rather yeah. not explore. I'm, I'm strange that way. What's your earliest memory? I think I remember when my mom would put the playpen upside down over me. Wow, that sounds like fun. <laughs> well, I think because you would probably climb out. Otherwise, yes, yeah. So they would put it literally. They would put <laughs> me on the floor. They put the playpen over the top of me. Which isn't that child abuse now? I uh, probably. I think so. I and uh, so, so you can't do it anymore. I should really sue them. I should sue my parents for the emotional damage it's done to me. You should. Uh huh. I mean, and then when you're done winning that case, right? You'll oh, get my dead. six million from Burger yeah. King. Well, they're dead now. So. Uh, who? Who in your life uh, has had the biggest impact on you? I think you mentioned ah, them earlier. Uh, did I? Did it, who? I can't remember what I wrote there. Um, I uh, so much impact. I don't so even know his name. Well, there have been a few. Well, um, let's, let's see if who comes to mind is who came to there mind. There are a originally. couple of people. The, uh, Doc Thompson did have an incredible impact on mm-hmm. on my life, but uh, so did a man by the name of Ted Wells. Mm-hmm. That's what um, you wrote. Okay, That's what you wrote. Ted Wells is the um, uh, he's a lighting director. He was a lighting director for the um, the Nashville Network. He uh, lit the Today Show. He does Family Feud. Um, he won an Emmy uh, for the uh, the Olympics when they were in Greece. He did the opening ceremonies. Won an Emmy for that. Uh, he did the world's largest lighting project. It was I think that was in China. I think it was the Yangtze River or whatever. They they lit a mile of the river. 
Wow. They had uh, I had to order lights from around the world. Anyway. Uh, they didn't to, just make them right there in I, China? They didn't, strangely enough. It seems I know, like right? the shipping They make everything else, be, right? Yeah, they make viruses. It's contaminated now. <laughs> I can mention it because I was in the past. Um, <laughs> but he, I used to sit in his office at TNN, and um, he really, he was like a, I almost say he was a surrogate. He was like a counselor. I still talk to him. Uh, he and I used to go UFO hunting. He's just a oh, really, cool. he was like my Mr. Miyagi. How do you? Wax on, wax off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. how do you go UFO hunting? Like, do you just know where they're going to be? You're hunting, and uh, your prey is UFOs. And and we have we've seen uh, flying uh, semi truck. Wait, hold on. Okay, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel that you go to where the UFO was um, previously, right? Uh, but well, there are hot spots for UFOs. You okay. go to some hot spots, and you um, uh, you know, you wait for something to happen. Huh? Because there, I guess. Okay, so there's places where where there were just recurring right. stuff happens. Okay. So I'm glad you're wearing by the way, I'm glad you're wearing pants right now with that pose. If you're wearing a kilt, it would be awful. My back uh, is hurting. I wanted to stand up to finish. <laughs> I gave this. you the comfortable stool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Am I comfortable? I mean this is the piece of wood. There's splinters we, in my butt cheek We right spare now. every expense for guests here at the <laughs> Desert Air Motel and Convention Center. So uh, I want to hear about the flying semi-tractor trailer. We were in Alabama. I think it was uh, outside of Fife. And uh, that at the time was this fairly uh, uh, active hotspot for UFOs. And uh, we were with the mayor... I think a five and a, uh, a guy who lived out in the shack in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and he had puppies. And I remember these puppies are running around this shack and they were pooping on the floor. It was a weird, weird, weird time. Um, but we were standing out front and, uh, of his little shack and, uh, he said, Oh, every now and then you see these, uh, those. and all of a sudden this, it, when they, the Jake break on a, on a, uh, semi truck, when they, they pull up next to you and you hear this. Brrr. Yeah. Looked, heard that, looked up, see what looks like a semi truck because the light pattern was a rectangular going down what it looked like was a road. Uh, but after it kind of went behind, as the, the guy is saying, sometimes you see, mm-hmm. what was he saying? You sometimes you see, uh, the, the lights and stuff okay. in the sky. And so I said, well, wait a minute, is there a road up there? And they said, no, that's where the hill like falls off. That you're, it was above the tree line. But it was really dark, so you couldn't really tell what was over there. Uh, so we drove over to where it was, and at that point, you're overlooking like a valley, and there's an abandoned Air Force base down in the valley oh. that they hadn't used. I mean, it hadn't been used in decades, I guess. But it was it was a, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it was a flying semi truck, <laughs> complete with that noise. I have no idea what, but and and to this day, we still have never figured out what it was. And that was in California. That was in uh, Alabama. Oh, Alabama. Alabama. So when were you in Alabama in order to experience this? Well, oh, Alabama's right next. UFOs. Yeah, it's right next to Tennessee. Yeah. So okay. you know, the Tennessee's you could drive uh, top and top to bottom of Tennessee in what two hours, three hours. Yeah. Unlike Texas, where you have to drive for a day and a half just to get out of the state. Just get out of the metro right. area of Dallas, <laughs> Fort Worth. Right. Uh, where in Alabama was this? Uh, Fife, which I think is, uh, I want to say it's down seventy five. Mm-hmm. No. no, no. Is it? Uh, it's outside of Chattanooga. I'm just gonna say that that seventy five isn't uh, in where Alabama. Is uh, isn't it? Oh, that's in Georgia. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Alabama. It's Fife, Alabama. Okay. It is, uh, and that's F Y F F E, Fife, Alabama. So I'm just, I'm curious now. Yeah, it's up there, but it is in the north, uh, 
The, the northeastern part there, yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to figure out if it's anywhere near... It's in DeKalb County, Alabama. Mm-hmm. It was incorporated in 1956. In the 2010 census, the population was 1,019. Hmm. Uh, it's a sand mountain. Okay, yeah, it's, a, it's located on top of sand mountain. How is sand mountain always coming up on this podcast? Because Chad Prather was a preacher... In Sand Mountain, Alabama. There you go. You are telling me about these weird experiences in Sand Mountain, Alabama. Mm-hmm. My grandmother is from Sand Mountain, Alabama. There you go. I don't like this. See? It's too weird. This is uh, it's too weird. It's, uh, it's serendipity, mm-hmm. which was a decent show when it was on uh, television. Yeah, but it was uh, as good as a show as uh, California Hot Tubs. I heard that was nah, a real that good was, one. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was the name of that real, movie. Real good, real good movie. California Hot Tubs. If I just had some the pecs. I think it was called. Was it is it a good hot rental? Tub? You think? Uh, Hollywood hot tubs. That's what it was. Hollywood, Hollywood hot, hot tubs. tubs. It was 1984. And let me see who. Uh, but you, was but in just it. to be clear, you weren't in it. You I was not in it. It was uh, Paul Gunning. Mm. Uh, Donna McDaniel was okay. in it. Uh, Michael Andrew. Okay. Stafford Morgan. Never heard of any of these people. Neither have I. Mm-hmm. Remy O'Neill, Cat Shea, mm. Edie Williams. Brad um, yeah, no. Uh, Jules Shepard was in it. Uh, Mark Costello was in it. All right. Uh, Ann Walker was in it. All of these people. Uh, oh, incredible. This is the they, only uh, entry on their IMDb page. Yes, exactly. And their and IMDb page. That too. <laughs> Jeff Eagle was in it. I mean, phew, he's uh, he was in the Boogerman too. <laughs> Has there been a, a decision you point in your life where you're like, man, if I had made a, a different decision at this point, your life would have been radically different? Marriage ones through three. Oh, okay. No, actually, uh, uh, just marriage one uh-huh. or two. Okay. Or seven. Wait, how possibly. many have there been? I, I lose track. They yeah. all kind of look alike. Yeah. But okay. uh, I don't know. You I, you know, here's the thing. The the the, the Everything happens for a reason. I really believe that. And you are where you are because of the series of decisions that you've made. So I, if I had not made, if I went back and changed any of the decisions I've made, I would not be sitting here talking with you. Which, of course, is the highlight of your life. Uh, it's all absolutely. led to this moment. And I'm I just, I'm happy for you. You, the cat, uh-huh. me. It's a good time. The bell. So tell me about your most embarrassing moment. Uh, I'm going to set this up for you. Mm-hmm. You are at a hotel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're locked out of your room mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you have no pants on. Correct. Do you have underpants on? No. Oh, no. No, I. Do you uh, have a shirt on? Uh, no. You completely fuck yeah. naked? Yeah. It, um, uh, is, there, is there a janitor's it closet? Was, somewhere? Uh, how did I get the towel? It was a towel. I think I, yeah, I think it was the. Oh, you did get to a towel. I did. I think it was the. Uh, I found a cart in the hallway. So for a whole lot, step back, step back here. How did you get into the hallway naked? There is there's so many ways you can end up in the hallway of a um, of a hotel naked. Okay, so many. But for the purposes of this story, how? Well, like, let's just say uh, maybe I wasn't wearing any clothes when I walked out the door. But you well, you decided to, like you're like ah oh, it's time to go sightseeing. Oh come on, how many times have you decided to go sightseeing? Realize you get out of the door, out of the hotel, even realize crap, I forget to put on my clothes. I'm gonna count this up here. It's never happened for me. See, that's why uh, you I and I are different. A shallow life that's why you have. That's why you have a beautiful family, a beautiful, <laughs> wife, you know, a nice home, and uh, um, I mean, 
we, we all make decisions in our lives that may not be the smartest ones, but I did end up in a hallway uh, uh, sans clothing. Uh-huh. Uh, I was not at least uh, in flagrante delecto. That's what I was uh, going to ask you. You had the towel with you. I did. I somehow had the, I can't recall okay. how right. I, but it wasn't the towel. It was not like a big uh, oversized. Uh-huh. It was one of those where it's like uh, Steve Martin in The Jerk when he has uh-huh. to have the, uh, the lamp and the dog. <laughs> okay. All right. In other words. <laughs> the dog would have been a better uh, it, cover. At least you didn't. There were no uh, fully naked steps in the in the process of trying to find a towel. It, it was I with you from somehow, the start. Somehow, yeah, I had okay, the. That's good. Um, that's good. I mean, I'm not going to say there was alcohol involved, but so if you suggested far, that there might be, how far were you from the front desk? Uh, several floors. Oh no! And how many uh, people did you pass on the way to the front? Luckily, desk? Luckily, it was very late at night. Okay. So there weren't a whole lot of people. But when you get to the front desk and you are a uh, fairly um, Inebriated, uh, and, and, and you're trying to ask for a key to a room, <laughs> and then they uh, look at you. Do you have any ID? Do I look like I have any ID? Oh, wait a second. Why are you about to go sightseeing in the middle of the night? That's what I don't understand. Because that's how you go sightseeing. Define sights. Well, that's what I thought you meant. Define sights. I mean, there's the so many things that you could be going to look for at, and of, around. So hold I on. was younger then. I'm older so than that now. So the front now. desk, did they give you a, a difficult time uh, trying I to get I think they did. Uh, I think so. And I think that they uh, did it appropriately. And uh, because if I had been behind the desk at the front desk and uh, me had come up to the uh, front, I would have uh, given a hard time to me too. Mm-hmm. Um, I purposefully avoided that word yeah, well, the first yeah, time. I, I would have I no, no, uh, so. given me to business. So uh, so did, did, did they act like, uh, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, I can't seem to get this key to work for you. <laughs> Give me just one moment here. It did. It was felt this, like a lifetime that they were. Uh, see, thankfully, I bet, I'm guessing you said you were really young, right? I was. This okay. was. Uh, just say really young. I was really young. It was young. before smartphones, right? Oh. Okay. Way before I mean, smartphone. Right Way before just I could have called <laughs> if I'd only had a phone. No, what I'm getting at is at least nobody was there. Yeah, there was nobody. Yes, think about yeah. that. Growing up now, could have taken. You yeah, can't no. escape no. anything like that happening See? to you because it's going to be an on a part of the record forever. I had an angel on my shoulder. <laughs> I had some, somebody was looking out for me. Yeah, it was that. That was an embarrassing moment. Um, yeah, you really don't want to end up with a, uh, a a fig leaf as covering going to the front desk of a hotel. It's just, uh, it's uncomfortable. Right, right. It's Even for me, who doesn't mind being... Um, pantless. Pantless. It's, Which, it's, again, I'm not... I'm not going to confirm this uh, ever. You never know. Not going to look, especially the, after uh, that story. It's the surprise of things that... Uh, not interested. Are you uh, hoping the, to accomplish something in your life still that uh, is out there that you're like, man, I got to do this before I die? Bucket list-ish thing? Yeah. Or, um, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, here's the thing. If I can be a part of making uh, Mojo 50... <laughs> this sounds corny. But uh, if I can make it... Uh, if I can be a part of making it successful uh, simply to uh, help Doc leave his legacy, um, I, I will consider that a success. Yeah, it's a good um, I really would. Because I, it would be... Uh, it would be very easy to just go, you know, this is not going to work and leave. But uh, it's again, it's that. Um, and he shared that vision with you. In, yes, in yeah. Great detail. Yeah, and great so, depth. Because yeah. you guys were, for lack of a better phrase, I mean, you guys were business partners. Yes. Yeah. In, in yeah. Mojo Five O. Yeah. I mean, the guy lived with you 
if I'm not mistaken. He, he spent some time here. It was funny because I've never seen a person eat a pizza. If you ever wanted a piece of pizza, if he ordered a pizza, if you decided you wanted a pizza, you better eat a piece of the pizza before he got his hands on it because he would. <laughs> I've never seen anybody eat that fast, that much in my life. And he's uh, he he attributed that to growing up in the Thompson household uh, and uh, with other kids and having to, you know, you were either quick or you were hungry. I've never seen somebody eat as much or as fast as he did. Hmm. And uh, he did make a mean. You know, Jeffy, uh, a friend of ours, even Jeff Fisher. he doesn't eat that fast. <laughs> he really doesn't. It was amazing how how fast Doc could eat. And uh, he just it was like a vacuum. <laughs> you go back for a second piece of pizza, it was gone. Well, give us some great memories about Doc that you could share. You He's know? a great practical joker. As a matter of fact, there are still magnets on the refrigerator in the Desert Air Motel in the kitchen that are turned upside down because he would come into your he come in where wherever you were, he would leave a little something. He would leave. Uh, there was, right. He would either turn things upside down. He would. He was a practical joker, and he just liked to be able to leave a little, a little piece of him behind. A little token, yeah. Yeah, a little token, a little something, something, just for you to discover later on. And go. Wait a minute. Right. I, this, and, is, this is the this he, is the Doc Thompson calling card. That's what this yeah, is. It was just he just he had a great sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. loved that sense of humor. Yes, sir. Uh, any regrets in your life? Uh, well, let me back up. Any regrets that you want to share with us? <laughs> Marriage uh, one or seven. I can't remember which one. Um, again, I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't think regrets are... Well, I do have one regret. I wish I had gone into the service at some point. I wish I had like uh, joined the Air Force or the Navy or something. I do regret that. But um, hmm. other than that, no, I, I just thought, because we're, we're, again, we're, we're where we are for a reason. Mm-hmm. Everything happens for a reason. Sometimes the reason is you're stupid and you make bad decisions. Mm-hmm. I have to consider that on occasion. But no, I, I really don't have uh, any regrets aside from the, um, aside from, I wish at some point I had uh, joined uh, one of the armed forces. Okay. Well, you know. Might have had a completely different story. Then. Travel to foreign lands, meet new people, and kill them. <laughs> all righty very good very good any anything we've missed or anything you want to cover here before we not fully clothed no, I'm, again i'm not going to verify <laughs> brad can vouch for the fact that i have not during this entire conversation put on a stitch of clothing put on a stitch of clothing thank you wait what uh-huh. all right so thank you so much brad stags on social media at uh, real, real brad, brad stags Stag. yeah. You can uh, find me everywhere. And uh, don't forget uh, everywhere. Mojo Five O from, I had it earlier. I know, it's, 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 it's a time zone 10 thing. 10 Eastern time. It's, yeah, because it's 7 and 9 Central. So, yeah. Yeah, the hour. I know, it's just really confusing. It's just not a... In Tahiti, it would be 1 in the morning. Oh, yeah? I believe so. I think in Guam, it airs mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah, it does. Unless you're listening to the podcast in which it's uh, aired uh, yesterday. And where can people find the podcast? Uh, at uh, iHeart. Anywhere you get your podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, uh, Stitcher, Apple, um, iHeart. Uh, and it's blah, in blah, the title blah. of the show. The Daily Mojo. The Daily the Mojo. The Daily Mojo with Brad Stagg. Brad Stagg. Thank you so much for making time. Oh, this is fun. Uh, where's my check? Um, I, I told you to wait until we got done oh, with sorry. the podcast to yeah. ask me that. Take my maraca. Yes, sir. This has been At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Look for At The Mic Show on Twitter to connect.